0: Can give you victory. Man, so glad you're here. Thank you for coming and 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 sharing a little of your story with us. And so, for people who don't know who you are, tell a little bit about who you are, and then jump right in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, and glad to be here. And uh, Johnny Carr, and uh, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, which a lot of people on the east side, you know, Tennessee will say. <laughs> oh, you know, anybody from Memphis, you know, you don't want to go there. But then they meet the Memphians and they realize, oh, we're pretty good people. So. <laughs> Not so bad. Yeah. So, but uh, no, so I was a third child. So I have an older sister and older brother. And so we were raised, you know, by our grandparents and they adopted us at a very young age. So, you know, we were a close knit family, you know, between my, my mom's parents, my dad's parents. And, Um, but my grandparents on my mom's side ended up adopting us. And so, you know, from the childhood, basketball was really a big thing for me, right? So growing up in Memphis, growing up in inner city, basketball is king in Memphis. That's what, you know, if you want to be known, Right? You play basketball, right? And That's so, the
0: Morant reference earlier. It is. Yeah,
1: it is. Even though he's from uh, South Carolina. But yeah. I like to think he's from Murray, my hometown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's for really sure. where his story he's, really
0: starts. In yeah, my mind. yeah, for sure. Playing <laughs> went to my alma mater, just
1: yeah. to be clear to everybody. <laughs>
2: That's, I, was, I was concerned, so thank you for Yeah,
1: that <laughs> yeah it was an interesting childhood growing up. And my brother was, uh, you know, he had an addiction. My, my sister had an addiction Um, And it was tough, you know, because here I was the third kid, you know, and and trying to just figure out, okay, how am I supposed to get through this? You know, I was in and out of houses, you know, friends, families, aunts and uncles, grandparents up until my sophomore year. And then I lived my last two years of high school by myself in my dad's house, which was kind of interesting because, you know, I was kind of already grown up, you know, Mm. by then. Um, But I can't even imagine that um, because I have a son that age. Right. Mm. Yep
0: I have I have a 17 year old senior in high school right now. I can't imagine him. Having to do that,
1: yeah, yeah. and if it, you know, like, like you know, there's people like Yali, Mrs. Wallington, and and Miss Billy in the in the cafeteria. They literally would fill, mm-hmm. you know, my my refrigerator, wow. yeah. up with food, you know. And um, I made money by taking kids to school, and their parents would would pay me, mm-hmm. you know, to take them to school, and and so my senior year. <clears throat> of high school uh, had a new uh, basketball coach come in and his name was Pete Froden and a Lipscomb guy, you know, originally from New York and very, very hard-nosed guy. And he kind of took me under his wing. And, and so, you know, at the time I, I didn't know if I was going to go to college or not. So, um, you know, here I was, this kid that, you know, was just going through school and we had 86 kids in our class and I graduated 86 oh. right Wow, But <clears throat> at the same time, You know, I thought I was going to become a fishing guide on the White River, which I love to fish, you know, because that's where my my dad's parents moved. And then all of a sudden, Pete comes in and says, hey, you're coming to coach with me. And Mm. my my grandfather, who was still alive now, or still alive then, took me to Memphis and just said, hey, give the kid a chance, you know. Mm. And so that was my chance.
0: Mm.
1: Now, backing up just a year and a half previous to that, you know, I had my youth pastors that led me to the Lord. So, April second, nineteen ninety-seven. You know, was when I was baptized and when I, you know, became a believer. And so that's really, you know, that was a turning point for me, Amen. which was which was amazing. Um, and so <clears throat> I knew that I had the Lord on my side, and I had all these people on my corner. Mm-hmm. But through my sister's addiction, which she's gone now brother's addiction and he's twenty three years clean uh my dad's remarried to an amazing woman she's been battling cancer and then she's you know fighting through that and so you know it's it's been amazing but yeah, I ended up uh being you know coaching here I am nineteen years old you know i'm coaching the same guys that I was the leader over the year before you know in high school you know j v and and varsity and then I was coaching seventh grade basketball and here I am 19 years old yeah and I'm going to college right (laughs) right um it was it was an amazing experience um my sophomore year of college I had a friend of mine who said hey you want to take a a a bet what's what do you mean a bet Uh, what do you want to bet on the football game I I don't know what I don't know what you mean well if you bet and you win if the team you pick wins then you win you, you know if you lowest bet is $20 well, okay well I remember the game was Michigan State versus somebody and I picked Michigan State and won $20 so I thought well that was easy let me keep doing this so my first year of sports gambling as a college kid coaching high school basketball I won $1,350 gambling $20 a game hmm. so I thought, which is this a
2: college is... kid yes 1350 is like it was a lot know, of money $13 million yeah. when you're a college kid that's a lot right. of money
1: yeah it was a lot of money and so um so that that guy calls me back, and he's still a friend of mine today. And he was like, hey, uh, you want to just come join me? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you can just be the bookie with me. So that was my secret all through college, right? Like I was, you know, still going to church. I was still reading the Word. I was still doing all these things. But then all of a sudden, this 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 mm-hmm. small little thing turned into a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward to Chattanooga, then I get, you know, higher paying job, Uh I got more money to deal with. Right. Uh Yeah. So then I started, you know, being able to get involved a lot more and, 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 you know, higher price games up to $25,000 a game. Wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, and so it, it got to be where I was working my real job, but then when I went home, then I was working that job. So it it was, it was never ending. Um, and so, and I, I knew it was like, every time I was coming to church, like, Pastor Tony preaching was unbelievable, right? Like he was like, it was like God was literally just taking a hammer and it was just like, <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, you know, like we've all know, felt that way yeah, in our like, own way. Like, mm-hmm. what what are you doing? You got to give this mm. up, right? And I was just, I was living in this just turmoil of sin, of just, you know, and not giving everything up to mm. him. And and so he was like, you know, I felt like he he wasn't going to bless me because of that. Mm. So mom died in 2007 and so a a couple of months went by and it would just it kept getting harder and harder and i didn't even sleep at night you know and my Mm -hmm. job and everything was tough and um june 7 2007 this is like a garth brooks song right it's three o'clock in the morning like i I literally just i couldn't take anymore I hit my knees and just like lord you have got to take this and just Mm -hmm. cried out to the lord Mm -hmm. and at that time i was planning on going to africa so Jeff Dean was a leader of that Chuck Patrick and I. It was his fiftieth birthday on that on that trip. But I remember going to Jeff and and you know and I said Jeff, look, I have this problem. I need help because I had I had seen other people go through recovery, right? Like mm-hmm. my brother, and I knew that like, hey, just because you you gave it to the Lord doesn't always mean right that that's it. Like mm-hmm. you have to keep working. Yeah, you right. know you have to keep working on this. You've got to go get help. And I knew. I knew I needed help. So I went to a couple that was uh, members at at church then and and just went through a total restoration process, Mm -hmm. right? From basically childhood all the way to adulthood. And, you know, I I just had to just completely give everything up. And it was amazing because I specifically remember the Lord saying, what do you want? Mm. And... I had never never lived in a home for more than two years oh. in my entire life. Hmm. Through evictions and living with friends, family, and I said, I would love a home. And I bought my first home. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that was, you know, crazy. And then I, I still remember him saying, what else? What yeah. else do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I sure would love a wife, mm-hmm. you know? So here I go to Africa and I come back and I'm sharing my testimony in church. Mm-hmm. And well, guess who's sitting in the congregation? My to be wife, mm-hmm. who I didn't know, but we were both in Africa at the same time, at mm-hmm. the same place with two different organizations and we didn't even know each other. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: I want to stop you there. So I was yeah. actually talking to your wife yesterday Um, and just saying that you were going to come on and share part of your testimony. Um, And she told me the story about when she was sitting in church with her parents, she heard you say, you know, share your testimony. She didn't know you. And she looked at her parents and Mm. said, I want to meet him. Um, And she even shared later, like, when she got married, when you got married, like, just what a complete, completely different person you had been from when you met Jesus and started pursuing him. And what I love about your story is God's hand is so evident, right? Even as a child, all of those people He put in your life oh, yeah. that took care of you, protected you, pointed you back to Jesus through everything that they did for you.
1: It's uh, it's been it's been an amazing journey, you know, for for us and you know, just my life in general. I mean, I look back and it's like I said, those, these people that come into my life and and how just instrumental they were to show me Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not through their words, but just their actions and their daily, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, for example, like you just like how a friend treats his wife or, you know, how my teachers went about their day or, you know, just how encouraging they were, you know, to love on you each and every day. And that's, you know, we, we wake up every day, everybody's going through hard stuff, but at the same time, you know, you just want to see a smile, right? Yeah.
0: And I think that's one of the keys of finding victory in our life today is, yes. is looking back and seeing where God has been at work. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, when you look back and say, I saw God at work mm-hmm. in this moment as mm-hmm. a child, uh, I, you know where God provided here in a way that just didn't make sense. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. I didn't know how this was going to work out, where I needed um, to get out of something that I couldn't get out of on my own, and yet God delivered mm-hmm. me. When well, we can look back on our lives, mm-hmm and see those Ebenezer moments, right? You know, the story was, yes. this. you know, hey, what is this stone for, Dad, that's out here? Right. And that's, so we can look back and remember what God has done. Mm-hmm. Many times these moments in our life are just that.
2: Right, and I think it's also important to note that victory is not easy. Mm. And I think that's been evident as you shared, Johnny. You, know, you talked about how it was a struggle for you to give up control. Um, and you had to seek out wise counsel mm-hmm. from friends to support you, um, Because victory is hard sometimes, right? We have to fight through it. It can be difficult sometimes to see what God is doing. Yes. Unless you really In the moment, especially in the moment. In the moment, moment, it's hard to see because you might just see the chaos around you, right? Um, But sometimes you can kind of remove yourself from that situation and just think, okay, I'm going to choose to see that Mm -hmm. God is working.
0: And remember what is true. You know, this is what God's word says. Yes, um, You know, it says every, in the Bible, I, I'll, I'll try to put the reference maybe in the show in the notes, show notes. Uh, but every word of God proves true. It is yes. a shield to those who take refuge in it. And so, yeah. God, this doesn't make sense to me, but I'm choosing to take refuge in you right. and uh-huh. to rely on your protection in this. Uh-huh. And right. in that, you know, we'll find him to be faithful and yes. ultimately victory, yeah. uh, which is evident by so much of what you says.
1: It's hard because as, a, as an athlete, you know, we don't surrender, you know, you're, you're trying to fight till the end. You're trying to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. And being a Christian is kind of opposite of that, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you have to learn how to die to yourself and to surrender yes. each and every day. Yes. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great, I think yeah. that's a great place to wrap this up, this, that thought of, you know, we, we win by letting go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny, man, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing today. What a what a powerful testimony of God's faithfulness through your life,
1: man. I just I'm I'm really good. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope this
0: was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online.